I can't be everybody else. You know, I don't want to enjoy the weekend or look forward to the weekend as the saddest thing to me. You know, it's sad that we, we pay these jobs and we, we look forward to the weekend because we get to, I'm not saying you can't have fun and I'm not saying there's not such thing as moderation, but it's like, I, I gotta be different, man. I gotta change stuff from my family's generate like generationally, that's the type of goals I have. So it is what it is, man. It is what it is. That mindset switches when you finally realize that things can happen if you believe in yourself. I never want the reason why I don't make it, regardless of how you define that, to be because I didn't work hard enough. If something else happens, fine. Maybe it wasn't meant for me. But if it was because I didn't work hard enough, you know, I deserve to be unhappy for the rest of my life. And that's just the truth. Listen to the vibe. Life is looking good through these spider frames. There's a cost to be a boss that you gotta pay. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Listen to the Vibes. And I'm very privileged to have Mr. Cameron Sean here with me. Now, he is a hip-hop artist. I got to know him before we got the, the show started. And I will say, this kid's got a, a great work ethic. Uh, I like he's got a good head on his shoulders. He's very talented and Mind you, I am not into hip-hop music, but he's got a great voice, and as far as I can tell, you you rhyme pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, you, right. I'm okay. We're going to get to know him and talk a little bit about his music today, and let's kick it off, man. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Kyle, first and foremost, thank you for having me, man, no. and I really Very enjoyed welcome. it. Our conversation prior, I'm going to convert you to hip hop, right? <laughs> if you one, can do that, one, it's a miracle. One bar at a time, you know? <laughs> and thank you for the kind sentiment as well. I appreciate that. I, uh, you know, as we spoke, I do think work ethic ultimately determines where you go in life, you know? So that's a big pillar of what I believe in, of course. But um, yeah, man, I thank you for having me. I want to say I appreciate you having me. And, you know, I would just say about myself that I love hip hop. This is like a second time getting back into music for me. I'm here to inspire people to let them know that you can be whatever you want in this life. If you work hard enough and you move strategically and that nothing's off limits. It sounds cliche, but it's true. And I want to be uh, just living, breathing proof that you can do whatever you want. And would yeah. you say you get your work ethic from your parents? Definitely. Both, both parents, my mom, uh, just a little tidbit, grew up very poor in the hood in Jersey, Jersey city before it was nice, you know, and, uh, only Asian family. I'm half Chinese, half European. Um, but yeah, man, if, if she can make it and give me a solid life as long as my father, um, and not have the advantages that I have today, then my mentality is, you know, I have no excuse not to be successful in whatever I do. And I'm not just talking financially. Money is important. It's not the most important thing because without it, your life is a lot harder, of course. But um, yeah, man, I look at it and see what they've endured and what they both had to go through. It's like, I have no choice not to be better off than they are. Well, and I have to for them. You know, I do it for them as well, not just me. You know, a lot of kids nowadays, they... They try to to get famous or rich, basically doing nothing. You know, I well to me it's nothing that influencer and all that kind of stuff. I don't get it, but uh, you know, I'm an old fart. You you really you have your head on straight. You work hard. You you don't want anything just handed to you. Honestly, Kyle, you would agree with me, being a more seasoned gentleman like yourself. You would agree that. It's hard to enjoy the good times when you don't have that perspective of how bad things can really be. And I'm reminded daily of how lucky I am, how lucky I am to have such a great team. I'm not lucky. I'm sorry. Blessed I am to have such a strong team around me, a family that supports me and believes in my dreams. That in itself is luck, is super lucky because most artists or creatives, they don't have their family supporting them or believing in them. They usually laugh, you know, so... I have a perspective that's different than most people. And frankly, I've gotten my heart broken a million times. How could I not 
you know, become somebody, you know, when you have that perspective of, okay, this is bad, but it could be worse all the time. Eventually you get numb to heartbreak and it's just a part of the process. And now everything I'm doing from where I started, I've been writing for over 10 years. It's like, it's really enjoyable because I finally have a team. I finally have these resources and opportunities I've never had before red carpet events and um, just, just things like that companies I'm working with. They want to work with me. It's like, I would say more than anything, the work ethic is what it comes down to, of course, because you need it, but more discipline. It's not really about motivation. All that stuff's kind of overrated because, you know, there's tons of days I don't feel like doing it. There's tons of days I don't want to write music. And there's tons of days as a creative, I don't like the music I'm writing. I don't think it's good because we're our biggest critics, but ultimately money, fame, like you said, all those things, people trying to blow up. It's like, all that's extra. Like if it didn't happen, I'd be okay with it. I'd be happy making music regardless. And I think that's where the most successful, most successful people, you know, come from. It's like, you're not doing it for any other reason than the fact that you love to do it. So I just try to keep it pure, you know? Now, a lot of folks on the outside, they'll look at someone like you and say, well, what is it? They get up and they do a little rap song and they get, a lot of money for that whatnot and I, i'm not gonna lie i used to kind of think the same thing too but i mean there's a lot to what you do can you kind of go through what what typically from beginning to end a, a song entails it depends man i mean for me i take pride in being very versatile i could sing you a song i could rap you a club type of song with a beat where you want to dance i could give you a personal story about myself in the third person I could refer to music as a girl, you know, as a metaphor of something. I could make something as stupid as chewing bubble gum on a Sunday sound cool. You know, for me, it's really about seeing how far I can push the art. How great can I become? I can rap over anything. I can do old school 90s type of rapping where it's boom bap, classical rap stuff, like real rap. I can get melodic like today's stuff and sound like these new school guys. I would say the process itself just changes depending on what I'm trying to create. And I'm not satisfied. I want to get better. I need to get better to be where I need to be. I I see this version of myself that is so elite at everything he touches, it becomes gold and someone that attracts people and the right energy around them because of who he is. I'm not there yet. There's a lot of sacrifices that need to be made for me to get there, you know, including a lot of pleasure in my life at the moment, you know, the mentality switches everything, but in terms of writing, I would say the mentality is everything as well, because if you go into it with the right mindset, like, okay, I'm just going to write and see what happens. It's better than that. I adopted this mindset of regardless of what I'm got going on today, regardless of how busy it is, regardless of the excuses my mind is going to make up, the goal is to finish one song a day. One song a day. It could be a rough draft, could be could be a story, whatever it is, whatever my topic is, whatever my task is, put work, real legitimate work, whether it takes me an hour, whether it takes me 10 hours, whether it takes me five hours, whether I got to pick someone up from the train to do this. And I have to just every day, one song. And it's like, I would say from the creative space, the continuous repetition of setting your mind in that state, that flow state, I like to call it, it becomes easier eventually to naturally do it. So it's hard to explain my process because it kind of depends, but to answer your question as a whole, um, it, it's really because music has changed my life in a more positive way. And I've had a lot of demons in dark places that um, it allowed me basically to feel sane and happy with myself and almost accept what was going on at the moment, you know? So what would you say has been the biggest hurdle in your life? Uh, not even just music, but um I do talk about my parents' health a lot, but them needing a kidney transplant and coming home from college and hitting the real world like everybody else, they say your salary is what your job gives you for, for you to forget your dreams, you know? And it's like, it's very true. You almost forget about why you love to do what you love to do and the reasoning to why you do it. I'm not doing this for money. I'm definitely ain't doing it for fame you know, I'm doing it because I want to do it. So 
I've quit and came back so many times, you know, it, it's depressing straight up. You put thousands and thousands of dollars, your life savings into these songs, literally, and nobody seems to care, you know, and that's fine. You can't expect people to care. No one's going to care. And that's the, that's the fact of the matter. You'd be the greatest. No one's going to care until you're somebody. Right. So I'm just, I would say that that time from coming home from college and dealing with the reality of the world and how hard it is to make money, how hard it is to support people, let alone yourself. And I think having that feeling of this is it for me, this corporate job, solid money, family, wife and kids, maybe, you know, but like, I just know what I'm supposed to do. And that's not meant for me. That life is not meant for me. I just want to take care of my friends, my family, and one day be in a position of power and financial status where I can do whatever I want. And if I want to help someone because they have a great idea and no one's going to invest, but I'm their friend and I know that they won't embarrass me and will actually try hard, I want to be able to help that person. I want to be able to, you know, buy my parents a home or pay off whatever mortgage it is, whatever the situation. I want to be able to work so hard that I have that ability and no one can tell me anything. If I want to bless people because I can, I will. That's the dream, you know, give people opportunities that otherwise wouldn't have had them. I got friends that really deserve a chance, but you know what? They've been dealt some cards that would make the strongest mental people that you know, you know, crumble type mm -hmm. stuff where it's like, I couldn't even fathom. And when I would get that perspective of what they're going through, I don't complain because I can't. How could I? I'm comedian David Race in Los Angeles. I host a celebrity-filled paranormal talk show like no other. Monstrosity has great guests answering weird questions. You won't believe the combo of celebrities and paranormal experts who've been on this show. I guarantee you'll like Monstrosity, or you get your time back. Go to monstrositypodcast.com right now and take a look. Well, you know, talking to you, I, 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 the personality that you have, what most people would consider to be a big sacrifice, um, you just look at it more as an opportunity. You don't spend your weekends uh, out partying and chasing women. You're you're working. You you work hard. I mean. Do you, and, and honestly, you give Kyle, up you do give up your weekends for this yeah i give up my life for this uh i spent so much time doubting myself and being afraid of what people thought about me for the longest because this culture that we're living in is very toxic it's all social media it's all how many followers and likes. you know forget all that right it's like i what i did and here's an exercise i forget where i heard this um it could have been andrew peterson it could have been someone just very intellectual but I wrote down on a piece of paper six months ago what I'm currently doing and the habits that I had at that moment. And in five years from now, what are they going to translate to? Right. And then I wrote down next to it the habits that the version of myself that I need to be would have and what that would look like five years from now. Right. Mm -hmm. And it was very scary. I don't smoke nicotine anymore. I used to go through two disposable vapes a day or two, two carts a day you know, easily, I'm extremely addictive personality. I know myself, mm -hmm. right. I used to, used to smoke weed all the time. There's nothing wrong with that, you know, but it's like all these things. I always had a crutch for something. Thank God. I don't really ever drink that much. And now, cause I'm Asian, I'm half, I turn, I turn red, but <laughs> the dating apps, all these things are designed to distract us from what we need to do. Right. Video games. I'm a nerd. I love video games, bro. How could you not love video games? When you come home from your job and your job was brutal and it was a 12 hour day, video games alleviate a lot of pain because, you know, you don't have to face that this is not reality. You're in a, you're in a made up world and it's amazing and the technology just gets better. But my whole mentality was like, listen, if I can quit all these destructive habits on top of eating healthy, working out, it's like in, in, if I imagine for a month, you just quit everything that you knew wasn't great for you and you gave that one thing that you know you need to do or multiple things, just the attention it deserves. 
You know, could you imagine a year of that? That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to, in a year, look back at this version of me and be like, wow, I can't believe I used to live that type of lifestyle. I know my life is going to change. I know people are going to, I'm going to attract the right people. It's like, how could it not? You work so hard and you, you see yourself in a light that you know you're supposed to be. It's a manifestation, but more than anything, those daily increments, that's the hardest part. There's temptation every day to get off course. Mm-hmm. Every single day. You think I want to work out at 6 a.m.? Hell no. You think I, you know, you don't think I want to smoke cigarettes or nicotine? I was equivalent to 40 cigarettes a day through that stupid ass vape, you mm-hmm. know? It's like all these little things. Of course I want to. And temptation is real. There's so many things I want. Video games, that's the only way I bond with my brothers who aren't in New York anymore, right? We're nerds. So I'm not saying you got to quit it. But if you really write down on a piece of paper the habits that you have currently in five years, what that looks like. For me, you know what it looked like? I looked like, you know, I want to say a loser, but I looked like a lot of these people that I know in real life and probably a large portion of America, you just look like everybody else. I can't be everybody else. You know, I don't want uh, to enjoy the weekend or look forward to the weekend as the saddest thing to me. You know, it's sad that we, we pay these jobs and we, we look forward to the weekend because we get to, I'm not saying you can't have fun and I'm not saying there's not no such thing as moderation, but it's like, I, I gotta be different, man. I gotta change stuff from my family's generation, like generationally, that's the type of goals I have. So it is what it is, man. It is what it is. That mindset switches when you finally realize that things can happen if you believe in yourself. I never want the reason why I don't make it, regardless of how you define that, to be because I didn't work hard enough. If something else happens, fine. Maybe it wasn't meant for me. But if it was because I didn't work hard enough, you know, I deserve to be unhappy for the rest of my life. And that's just the truth. Because most people realize all this stuff way too late. And now you're depressed. Now you're upset. It's like, you know, you know what you need to do. And you know what you need to stop doing. So just do it. Yeah. Well, like it took me nearly 50 years before I started doing something that I really enjoyed. You get, you know, especially for me, I got married very young. And had kids at a young age got a you know that steady job got to be there for the benefits and the steady paycheck and then that's dreams. Valid. yeah that is you, valid but we put our dreams on the back burner and some of us never even get the chance to yep. to go chase our dreams that we're too busy paying mortgages and the car payment yep. and buying diapers and putting food on the table and it's sad that you have sacrificed a dream and your but- social life. You sacrifice everything for this dream and there's no guarantee it's going to work. There's no guarantees. Yeah. You know, you need a little bit of luck and there's a lot of factors, but I feel like you make your own luck, Kyle, you know, mm-hmm. and you're right. Those points you made are valid, but you know what I, my self-reflection, I said, okay, I got no kids. I got no girlfriend at the moment. Right. I got, I just left a corporate job. You know, maybe I'll get another one. Maybe I won't have to. You know, maybe because with music, your your situation could change tomorrow. And I know that it will whenever it happens. But it's like, like exactly what you said. You know, sometimes that's just reality. You know, the music hasn't paid bills for over 10 years. So it's like, I'm cool with not making money. I'm cool with thugging it out like I have for the past decade. You know? So what you said is all facts, though. A lot of people are in a situation where they can't, and I, I respect that. I respect anyone that's willing to take care of their kids, let alone just work hard. man. So you're right. It ain't sunshine and rainbows for everybody. Not everyone has any advantages, let alone people that are going to help them in any way, not even financially, but support. Yeah. It's crazy, man. And maybe there's somebody out there that does want to pursue, but they uh... – I don't know. They, they're very reluctant to do so. What, what would you tell them? I would say, get out of your feelings. Stop looking at everything so emotionally. Of course you're scared, right? I'm scared too. Even though I speak this way, I've conditioned myself to understand that you are what you say. Your words have real power and change the way you speak. No more try, no more can't, no more. Maybe it's will, when, you know, where am I going to meet you? It's, that's how it's, it's, it's a whole change, but you can't, 
And that's a lack of confidence, right? And I understand the pressures. I wasted five years of my life because I cared too much. But ultimately, nobody gives a shit. There's a uh, there's a, there's an experiment, but it's like you know when you go into the supermarket, you get food, and it's like everyone there's all these different people in there, and you think everybody's looking at you like, oh my god, blah blah blah. Look at my hair or my face, or I got a pimple or whatever, right? It's just human nature to be self conscious or think that someone's looking at them. But the fact of the matter is. Everyone in that place will say a supermarket is thinking the same exact shit. So if they're all thinking the same, you know, no one in turn is actually observing your flaws or what you're insecure about. Everyone's insecure, you know, but at the end of the day, like if you're going to be that pain of, you know, being reluctant and, you know, well, I'm not going to time goes fast. You blink and it's already another year. You know, mm-hmm. you wait too long. The pain of regret is going to last a lot longer than the pain of being, like, oh, I don't, just take the step and you'll be happy. You just got to move forward. Who cares if you get one like or one view? These You got more guts than most people who aren't even willing to do it. You know, make mm-hmm. fun of me. Okay, let me see you write a song. You know, <laughs> please get in stage in front of a couple thousand people or, you know, put your life savings up for a dream, you know, and then come back and tell me how you feel. If anything, you probably admire the balls it takes, you know. So that's what it comes down to perspective. Just do it, man. Yeah. You talking about time passing by. It's, it's weird. What's so weird is I, I think it just seemed like yesterday I was that 18 year old kid and, you know, senior in high school cruising around town, hanging out with my friends. And here I am a grandpa yeah, retired. It's amazing. amazing. <laughs> the grandma thing is amazing. <laughs> I I love grandkids because you have all the fun you want with them, but when you're tired of them, you just send them back to mama. Yeah, right. But you got real wisdom <laughs> to give. You know that's that's awesome. And it, I would I would love to be in a situation like that one day, and hopefully I am. You know I can't tell the future, but family is so important. It's like I feel that way too. And even though we can agree that, like you know. Sometimes blood doesn't make you family and doesn't make you necessarily close by anyone, right? So I don't know. I, I think for I think for the person listening who is inspired, and if you're not, that's okay. It's like just count your blessings and what you got because I've had enough experience in life, in my jobs, in music to understand there's people out there that got it so bad, so inconceivably hard. You know, I got this one friend, man, and it's like, he never complains. He never has a sob story. He's never woe is me. You know, I, uh, I introduced him to my family the other week and I was really happy. My parents got to see him and, you know, my brothers have met him before, but he drove like three hours, man, just to hang out with me. And, uh, as he got home, he texted me, Hey, it was awesome meeting your family. You know, thank you so much for having me. And you're really lucky to have them. And it's like, that shit like touched my heart. Cause I'm like, wow, like his situation, he, you know, it, it's, 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 I don't want to say depressing, but man, it, it's rough. You know, I don't know if he has love like that from anyone in his family or his situation. So like for him to really say that to me, it's like, wow, what am I complaining about today? You know? That's what it comes out to is that like, like I told you the theme of perspective, it's everything. Yeah. And the best piece of advice I think I've ever gotten was gratitude will change your attitude. Hell yeah. And Hell it's, yeah. There's just people out there struggling, you know, what's so cool about what you're doing. You are so serious about this, but yet you still have fun with what you're doing. And I think it's important to hold on to that because once it's not fun anymore, it's really not worth even doing. No, it's not. It's not. And it's, uh, I would, I would, I knew this kid in high school. He was amazing at tennis. We weren't necessarily friends, but he was ranked one of the top players in the country. And of course, if your kid's that great at a sport, you're going to force him to do it regardless because maybe it'll be a scholarship, whatever. You know, you got to go towards your strengths, but it's like, doesn't do it today. You know, you almost force these kids to do things because of whatever the parents want to do. And it's like, it almost takes the joy away. That's why money and these things don't jade me. And 
you know, I just want to be surrounded by good people because I think ultimately I know what I bring to the table as an artist. Let's just be honest. Nobody looks like me. Nobody sounds like me. And no one can do what I can do the way I do it. And that's for everyone and what you do. It's, mm. it's to you. There's no one like you, the people listening. So I'm not going to say it's not hard, but you have to take a step back sometimes and realize, like, why are you doing this? It definitely ain't for the money. It definitely ain't for fame. And it definitely ain't for attention. I'm doing it because I want to inspire people. So I just stay with that mission of, you know, hopefully my listeners, hopefully they listen to the song when they're working out. Maybe this love song, they can relate to some type of heartbreak that I felt on this one. You know, maybe their parents have a health situation, you know, whatever it may be. I just want to connect with the listener and let them know, like, I got you. You know, I got your back. I've been there. I might not be from the streets, but I'm respected when I rap because I really take the artwork and the craft serious. You know, I studied the greats. I don't listen to them. I study them. I pull out their freaking lines. And, you know, it's like. It's just a different level of investment and obsession to be amazing at what you do. You got to be almost crazy in a way. Grant Cardone said the real estate mogul, it's got this 10 times rule. Essentially, if you work 10 times harder than everybody else, it sounds crazy. 10 times harder. So for me, if that is, I don't know, write a song a day, you know, I can amp it up to try to finish 20 songs today if I have the time, right? Let's just say, because right now, you know, I have music. If I wrote 20, even if I didn't write 20 songs today, which is unrealistic, of course, but it's like you do that for seven days. How much farther along are you going to be than everybody else? Kobe Bryant used to work out three separate times a day. So after years, that multiplication of three workouts a day instead of one, I'm talking like real workouts, not shooting around. I'm talking like sweating, you know, it's like, how could you not be great? It just comes down to that extra gear that most people don't want to sacrifice for, whether that be sleep, friendships, relationships, fun, drinking, which is cool. I'm not judging anyone, but I know what needs to be done to get where I need to be. And that lifestyle, I can have fun after I have some security. I can have fun after the world knows who I am, you know, once in a while, you know, mm -hmm. but it's that short-term pleasure, uh, you know, y'all be willing to sacrifice it. So it's everything for me. It's almost like when you save up for something, and you and you buy it outright instead of making those payments a little bit at a time it yeah. just i don't know to me it that's a better feeling it oh, means, so means more better. yeah and, and also the bank ain't coming to take it away from you right right you know god forbid you lose your job tomorrow you know whether it's your car whether whatever it is then no one's coming to take it it's yours and i agree with you in that sense of you know saving up for something mm -hmm. I, mean, I would say I would say the best gifts, Kyle. Maybe you can agree with this, but I'll give you a brief story. My my family we love hot sauce. Right? I love spicy food, everything spicy. And my mom uh, from a colleague once got a bottle of hot sauce while he was in Jamaica. You know, like a cheap little bottle of hot sauce and Scotch bonnet hot sauce. And look at first of all, it's one of my favorite spices now today, but. She told me that was one of the best gifts she's ever received because, you know, showed that that person really knew who she was. You know, it ain't about the money anymore. Like, I know everyone's jaded by, oh, we'll have this and followers and likes and millions of dollars. Of course, it's important. But I think sentimental value in things really goes, goes a long way. I remember all those style gestures from everyone I've encountered in my life. Friends, I never forget stuff like that. Those are people that really listen to you when you speak you know yeah well you know when you go and you get something on credit but you spend all your time paying for it and not enjoying it and it's just sitting there that it, it's kind of pointless so if you work that's what i'm saying you work hard and you do everything that you're doing now then boom it pays off for you in the long run you you can enjoy all the rest of that stuff later on you know okay now i can afford to pay for it all at once i don't and honestly you out. know what it's funny but you probably even when you have it like that and your life has changed it's like you might not yeah. even want it anymore that's that can happen too you know you yeah. might just be like yeah 
I mean, just like with a car, you're paying for a car. And I mean, like for us, I mean, because we don't have the best credit in the world, it's going to take us a little bit longer to pay the thing off. Well, by the time I have it paid off, the things broke down and I have to get another one. Yes. And, you know, it's got all these mechanical issues on it. Exactly. Do you know what? I ended up, I bought me a truck. Nice. I, I paid cash for it. And mind nice. you, it's a used truck, but it's it's a good truck. Who cares? Truck. Who cares? It's a good Toyota truck. Yeah. Didn't have that many miles on it. I got it for a song. Oh, and yeah. Boom. I, I can enjoy it. And if it breaks down, I can afford to fix it. I don't have to worry about making payments on it. And how am I going to afford to pay for it? I had, um, I used to work at Enterprise Rent-A-Car, so I, I really got me into cars, but trucks are like one of the best things you can buy because the resale value is so high. Mm-hmm. And I would say for me, I had a medical device job where they gave me like, I don't know, five, 600 bucks a month for a vehicle. And I told my mom, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get something nice, pay a little out of pocket extra, maybe get like a, like a Beamer or a Benz or something, just like off the lease or whatever, or, you know, and she, my mom was so practical, but she's like, you're, you're stupid. Like, are you kidding me? I was, I was kind of <laughs> half kidding. I was kind of half kidding. You know what I mean? Cause I didn't think it would be realistic anyway, but I ended up getting this Honda man and I put on like 40,000 miles in one year for this sales job. And it was like, could you imagine if I chose a German car? But like, I know people, I got friends that would do like a Beamer and pay maybe like $300 extra a month. But it's like, I think I have my mom's practical thinking to ground me all the time because she didn't have shit, you know? So mm-hmm. it, um, it, it would make, you know, financially it throws you in a bind too. Like what if that German after work at enterprise, I know how much things cost to fix. And it's like, yeah, you know, so 40,000 miles on a German car in one year, that's good. You know, could you imagine the lease or like the finance on that right now in the climate of cars? It's like, you're looking at like 800 bucks a month at least. It's like, is it necessary? Jeez. Probably not. You know, so I got a Honda, a CRV, and I just beat the crap out of this thing, you know, but it's never had any issues. I got, you know, 50,000 miles of the warranty on it. And, uh, you know, it comes down to once again, keeping up with the Joneses and caring what people think about you. Who that's it? it's a car. That's problem. Yeah. Making car. Shoot, you know? my, my cousin got a Honda and he used it when he was going to school to do uh, that MRI stuff. Yeah. And he he drove that thing, and I guarantee you he flipped the the thing twice. Uh, you know, sure. over a hundred thousand miles twice, easily. And he made sure he got the oil changed on a regular basis, regular maintenance on a on a regular basis. He Obviously took care okay. of it. He did. And then when he finally had got to the point where he was making good money and he made enough that he could buy a, a, a new vehicle, then he bought the new vehicle. Yeah. And it was yeah. it was well worth the sacrifice to wait until you could. And that's the thing about a good work ethic. You don't worry about that stuff right now. You come to that later. And it's also like, who gives a shit, man? I told my yeah. mother, like, if I... uh I lost my job or whatever I was doing at the time, whether that was enterprise, med device, or, you know, whatever I'm dabbling in to pay bills. It's like, I would work at McDonald's tomorrow. I'm not too proud. You know, I, I respect the hell out of those people that deal with the general public. One of the hardest jobs I've ever done was deal with the general public, man. People disrespecting you. You know, even though you got a college degree, they're asking you, do you have, how long you been running cars for? So all these, you know, the general public, man, those people work their asses off. I think one of my biggest turnoffs when meeting someone, you know, I really, even if I am on a date, right? I see like, how do they treat the waiter or waitress or the, the people in the service industry? Like, how do they, you know, those are like red flags for me. Like mm. you're like rude to somebody who's working hard or like the person cleaning up, you know, like, those are like some character moments where I really pick up on and I observe because, you know, like these people got families to feed too. You you can't disrespect anyone who's willing to work. So that's, that's kind of how I was raised, but a little tidbit, you know, it's something I really pay close attention to not even dates, but like friends, you know, like just anyone I'm around, how do they treat these, the, the custodian? How do they treat the person cleaning the bathroom? 
Mm-hmm. You know, or do they say thank you when someone takes their plate? Are they, you know, those things sound minor, but like, honestly, it matters to me. It, it matters to the person that you say it to. God forbid their day was shit and they had some customer who was rude all day. Mm-hmm. I've, I've made people so happy at these, some of these jobs where I've had literally a binder of thank you emails that are like pages long praising me as a human being, as a person. I saved their day. I got into their son's wedding. You know, I got some of these people are CEOs praising me, you know? Wow. And then at the bottom, you see like this guy's the VP of wherever, you know, but I just treated him like a normal guy with respect and class and I helped him get to where he needed to go or, you know, it, it's a good feeling taking mm-hmm. care of people that are also different from each other, but being recognized as a person. That's why those surveys and things, shit goes far, man, for these people, some of these people. You know? yeah. So it's really the little things, you know, that really matter to me. The main thing that I want to do on a daily basis is at least make one person smile. Yeah. And you know, when I go, say, to Walmart, I, I hate those self-checkout things. I want to talk to a human being while I'm getting my stuff checked out, right? I'll even wait the extra five or ten minutes it is in line just so I can interact with a human being. And I try to make them laugh and I joke around with them. And, you know, you you don't know what kind of day they have. You don't know what kind of life they're having. And if you can make them smile, that might be the difference from them going home and ending themselves at the end of the day. Facts. Facts. That's very true. And ultimately, Kyle, it costs nothing not to be a dick. Thank you. Thank you. You know. How, How hard is it for you just to take a few minutes out of your day just to say something nice to someone? I mean, tell a goofy joke. A lot of times it could be the stupidest joke in the world, but it'd be enough to make somebody giggle. I'm telling you right now, I know when my life changes and vultures come out and they, you know, everyone tries to be my friend or wants to hang out with me or go where I'm going, whether they think it's because of money, fame or status or any of that shit. I can tell you right now, confidently, I'll always be the same person. I'll always be cool with the little guy. You know, I'll always be cool with the dude who felt like he didn't have anything, right? Because like I know what it feels like to work tirelessly day in and day out and to not see a tangible result. It's a really, really tough feeling to bear every day, month after month, week after week, year after year. You know, if someone wants to reach out, I'll answer. Maybe not every DM, maybe not every text message, but, you know, when I have a chance, you know, it's all about just like this, those little thing moments where like people remember I've met celebrities and the ones that were nice. I met Dave East, right? And he was really nice. His team was nice. I got a photo with him. He was cool. And the guy's, you know, a millionaire. He's a young millionaire. He's on, he's on Hulu. He, he's Nas's protege. He's someone I look up to literally. He's like six, five, you know, he, uh, it was just genuinely a nice guy. And that's how I plan to be, regardless of what I'm doing. It's like, you know, nothing can change my perspective. I'd never be a jerk for no reason. I could care less. You know, I have some friends that they are famous. I'm not going to say who they are, but they, when they take time out of their day just to message me and ask me how I'm doing, that makes me feel like I'm, I'm somebody special. I mean, here I'm, I'm, I'm not anybody famous. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not that special, but they make me feel that way. And they're, they're a regular human being. And it's nice to have that kind of interaction with someone. Most people would think they're, they're out of reach. They're out of touch, but they're not. They have problems just like all of us, you know? It, it means a lot when I can call them and I can tell them, you know, I'm having a bad time and they give me words of encouragement or just to, just to check up on each other and see how our families are doing. Yeah. And I think you probably appreciate it extra because you know how busy they are. Yeah. That's, that's what I appreciate. It's not that they're famous, you know, if the fame left them tomorrow, I'd still be their friend. That's not what I want. I'm friends with them for. I'm friends with them because they're they're good to me. 
Yeah. And you can best believe those people are kind of dissecting who's really in my life because of what reason. Right. Mm -hmm. So I I could, I could only imagine, but I agree with you, man. Those little gestures of not even affection, but just respect regardless of who you are, which it goes a long way. And people remember that. But like you said, in regards to someone offing themselves because of a bad day, you know, we don't know what these, what people are going through. Some people got some demons that we couldn't even fathom. Mm -hmm. You know, so. Well, we should respect each other. That's for sure. Yeah. Bare minimum. Yeah. I mean, we're we're all on this planet together. We all bleed the same blood. Why why be asses to each other all the time? I was. I mean, I yeah, I forget that when I'm in traffic. Of course. And. I kick myself in the butt later on. I do. If I, if I lose my temper, like, why did I do that? Yeah, but Maybe. you're human. You're human. It's going to happen once in a while. There, You don't know what's going on in, in that vehicle. Maybe that person has to get to the hospital real fast. And, you know, Plus, I, I don't know. Flip side of that, that dude can have a gun and just end your life for no reason. Cause he doesn't care. Yeah, that's true too. You know, it's like you, people are psycho. You really got to be careful on who you piss off. It's like some people after getting those perspective from some of my friends or people that I've met this year, it's like, I can understand how someone really literally feels like they have nothing to lose and would do what they do, you know, it's, and it's scary, but it's like, it's reality. If you didn't come home to a home cooked meal or, you know, you don't got parents that love you or anyone that loves you for the most part. You know, we ain't that far true. off from doing something heinous. Maybe you just wouldn't care. Maybe you'd rather go to jail because there's a bed for food. You know, it's like a different type of, it's crazy, man. But, you know, people live with that. So I, you got to respect it at the end of the day. But I agree with what you're saying, just in terms of an energy perspective. You know, why even give someone that energy? But at the end of the day, we're human. It's normal. Well, what you put out in the world is what you're going to get back. Facts. I agree with that. So let's get a little more lighthearted. Sure. So, um, I mean, you're looking to have a family one day, and I'm pretty sure you wouldn't mind having a girlfriend. What What are you looking for in a woman? Uh, somebody ambitious, man. Somebody ambitious. Um, yeah, has some real goals and will work hard towards it. I I want someone, I guess the ideal woman would be someone who um, – would understand my situation as well. You know, I don't have a normal career. I don't have a normal career path. I'm not like probably anyone she's ever dated before. Right. So, and plus like with touring and traveling, you know, would they really be secure enough to handle it? I hope so. You know, I'm not, I don't think I'm a bad person, but I would say ultimately it comes down to like self-respect and uh, ambition. You know, and then obviously everything else in between, but that's kind of what I look for. I can't be with, I don't want to be with someone who's going to leech off of me because of who I am. You know, I need someone to make me an even better version. And in the same process, making them a better version where it's like almost a super team, you know, things are fun and, you know, we'll see, man. I guess the future will only tell me, but, you know, I just got to, I'd like to be with someone who can kind of match this energy, which, you know, we'll see if I can find it. But um, for now, you know, I'm happy regardless. I'm, I've learned happy. I've learned to be happy alone that it's like nothing bothers me. Nothing makes me sad. Nothing can affect my mood. I don't care about any of that stuff. You know, once you can master being alone and being okay with that, it's like, you know, you really feel unstoppable. Nothing could face how I feel. You know, genuinely, I don't care about anything other than my purpose. So I'd rather have an asset than a liability, pretty much, than a wife. You know, because who you marry ultimately can dictate where you go and what your future becomes. It's a very, very important decision that someone makes for both men and women, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, either be a super couple or that could crumble and you guys could lose half your assets together and, you know, father a kid or have you know that you know it's like all those other stresses and responsibilities would come out of something with someone you don't even want to be with which is like, it's tough man a lot of divorce is like 50 percent now in america so gotta be yeah. careful 
you know, there's a song that says, I didn't never learned about living till I learned to live alone. Yeah. I haven't heard it actually, but I mean, it's, that's true. <laughs> you know, that's true. I never, I never feel truly alone because of my support system and all the people that believe in me, of course, but I've learned not to yearn for um, instant gratification. That's been the difference in my life these past few years is knowing that it's going to take time and hard work to be who I need to be. And if I can avoid those simple pleasures of whatever they are, you know, you name it in today's culture, um, I'll be better off. Right. But it's really hard. Temptation is everywhere, every day, and it doesn't stop. My biggest problem was I, I never could live alone. I always had to have somebody there. And when I finally pretty much had to live alone and I got to know myself again, and then I felt more comfortable to find the right person that I could marry. Yeah. And it it's worked out perfectly because I know what I want. I know the things that I like. And I made sure that the person that I was going to be with knew this is who I am. Take it or leave it. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not bending here. I think Kyle, you got to get to a point where you're so sure of who you are as a person that, you know, if it doesn't coexist with your values, then you just cut it off. Yeah, you know, a lot that's of people, true. Get caught, people get caught in a trap of being with someone. And it's like, you know, they're so used to it and this is what it is. And, you know, now they got to start from scratch and they're afraid of not having someone because of their age. And it's like, bro, between you and I, like if someone does something that I don't like, I'm going to let them know. If they can't accept for me who I am, then, you know, the door is right there. I don't give a shit. Ultimately, I don't care. Right. Because I'm going to be me regardless. And I know what I'm good. And I know what I bring to the table as a person, let alone a man. You know, so you got to be comfortable with losing with whatever you have at the moment and realizing maybe, you know, you ain't going to find someone like that. But it's like you got to know who you are. Ultimately, you got to be secure enough to just drop someone and not care. You know, whether it because you have a million other options or whether it because, you know, you got pride. But it's like if someone does something wrong or is not willing to change certain things about them, I'm not saying you got to change someone completely. Right. Because that's unrealistic. People are who they are, in my opinion. But you got to be willing to pull the plug. And if you're not, then it's like you're the problem. You allow these things to happen. You're the problem. So you got to take some responsibility in what you want in a partner, bare minimum. Yeah. Well, I mean, and don't get me wrong there's times you you need to compromise of course but don't compromise who you are especially things you value like truth i'm not saying like stupid little bickering bickering arguments i'm saying like things that genuinely you value if you voice it and it's a problem you should probably cut it off because you know if that's something one of your core things it's like how's it gonna work that's true now uh, that's my opinion i could be wrong on that but i don't care (laughs) <laughs> and i'm sticking to it yeah. um so you got some new music coming out soon huh i do i'm going to be dropping uh two singles a potential third one we'll see um i've got at least 20 songs in the chamber that i'm working with to master fully mix them and record right now it's more just piecing them together i think in the near future we'll probably just have either an album but i'd say in december the next couple of weeks i'll be dropping at least two new singles and how many songs do you have out now? Uh, roughly 12 to 13 on Spotify and Apple Music. You just said Cameron Sean, C-A-M-E-R-O-N, and then Sean, S-E-A-N. You know, it'd be easier if I could produce, but I guess at the quality I'm trying to do it, I need to make sure everything is perfect from the beat to the mastering to the mixer to, you know, the copyright. Just there's so many steps, processes, and it's uh, it's really, really expensive, which I don't mind paying, but um, I mean, it's an investment at the end of the day, right? And I'm not going to half-ass my art. Yeah, that's the one thing I won't half-ass, you know? So um, right now it's more picking the right um, songs to coexist with my brand and who I'm becoming because, like I told you, I'm versatile. Yeah. They're so different from each other. It's not like one lane where we kind of just need to see with you know, what we think actually works and what could just be, you know, something for fun. Well, like I said before, you're very talented and I'm I'm hoping the best for you. Uh, I think, like I said before as well, your work ethic alone, you deserve success. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Now, do you have a website? 
It's going to be uh, CameronShawnMusic.com. It is mm -hmm. in the process of being finalized. Okay. But yeah, CameronShawnMusic.com. And what about social media? Uh, Cameron Shaw Music on everything. And uh, for streaming platforms like Apple Music, Tidal, you, you just type in Cameron Sean, C-A-M-E-R-O-N-S-E-A-N. Now, now I'll, I'll be sharing some of those links in the description. So everybody be looking for that. Uh, click on it. Go to it. Check them out. Uh, you know, I appreciate you, man. And everybody what, listen. What's it hurt? Go take a, a listen at least to one song. See what you think. And, Give it uh, a chance. You know, you might like it. I'll say I, I usually cringe at hip hop, but uh, hearing this kid sing, I was like, oh, you know what? <laughs> Not too bad. I mean, I'm, <laughs> who am I to judge? But uh, the music yeah, sounded good. It, it's subjective at the end of the day. It's not going to be for everyone, you know, and I'm cool with that. I'm cool with haters. I'm cool with all that stuff. That's just kind of part of the process you accept as a creative where, you know, it's not a tangible thing you can measure really other than sales. Right. But other than that, you know, it's just not going to be for everyone, but I know uh, people that appreciate meaningful lyrics and I would say powerful words uh, as well as singing and melodies of today would, Maybe, you know, I think would potentially like it, you know, at least listen. You know, I've, I've got kids close to your age and uh, even they said, hey, that's kind of cool, dad. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. That must, that's got to be saying something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dad okay. actually played something cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> listen, I, uh, I appreciate you, Kyle. Man. For, oh, thank for you. Like, I enjoy this, the style of interview as well. And, um, Thank yeah, you. Off camera, we had a really good conversation. Yeah, we did. I'm glad I got to know you before we came on and knew what you were all about. And I, that's why I, I was confident in going through with the interview. And uh, y'all check them out. Cameron, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your time, man. I'm, I'm a Thanks, better guys. person just knowing you. Hey, man, I feel the same way about you, and uh, we'll be in contact regardless, and hopefully I can come back on the show. Of course, man. As soon as you drop another tune, be you're more than welcome to come on and talk about it. Thank you, Kyle. I appreciate I also, it. also want to thank all of you out there. If you just happened by and this is your first time, I, I hope you'll come back. Please hit that subscribe button. For my regulars, you know I love you all because you make it possible for me to do this, and I mean that sincerely. Takes so a I'm, second to hit subscribe, so just hit it. Yeah, please, please. <laughs> it takes a second. It really goes a long way. Same with the comment. Show the man yes. some love. Comment, share, do all those wonderful things. But until the next one, everyone, please take care. Be kind to one another. God bless and peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Listen to the Vibes. You can catch us on Buzzsprout or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And on YouTube. Follow us on Facebook at The Vibes Broadcast Network.